Agile for Humans is brought to you by Audible.com. Get one free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Agile. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice the Work in Half the Time by Jeff Sutherland, and Crucial Conversations by Carrie Patterson. Visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash agile to enjoy your free audiobook today. Processes and tools dominate today's agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley. Joining me today, uh, a fellow professional scrum trainer and someone that I run into occasionally on the conference scene, but I think this is the first time we've actually sat down and had a conversation. Uh, I'm talking about Pradeepa Naraswamy. Pradeepa, how are you? I am excellent today. How are you, Ryan? I'm great, and I'm uh, excited about this conversation. I think we have a mutual friend in uh, Chris Merman. Yes. <laughs> and he's been telling me, get Pradeepa on the show, get her on the show. Why haven't you had her on the show? Ryan, put her on the show. He's been texting me uh, <laughs> for months saying, I still have not heard Pradeepa on the show. What are you doing? So, Merman, uh, your prayers have been answered. Uh, our good friend down in Texas, uh, Chris, he wanted you on. And uh, and I thought to myself, why haven't we had you on? Because it's, I've been to your talks. We've uh, I think we've had a few speaker dinners together and had a good time. And it just... It made sense, and now here you are. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and you know, I always adore and love Chris Merman. Yeah, he's uh, he he's one of a kind. So so Merman, uh, from everyone at Agile Humans, uh, God bless you, buddy. Uh, and he'll know exactly what that means. But uh, <laughs> yes. for everyone else, so Pradeepa, you have uh, an interesting story. Uh, you've you've taken your your Agile powers. So Pradeepa, as I mentioned, is a professional Scrum trainer. A, uh, an, a, a very talented Agilist, a, a, some, some would even call her an Agile passionista, um, you know, just a very, a, a very a well-versed Agilist and very experienced. And you've gone in a different direction. Um, some would call it life coaching, but it's actually fertility coaching. So can you talk a little bit about how, go, how you made this transition or how you decided on this uh, additional direction uh, which may not seem related to Agile, but I think actually is going to end up having a lot of similarities. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about this topic. Um, fertility coaching is something that I uncovered as my niche pretty recently. To be exact, I would say uh, in August actually. Um, so I had a I had an aha moment at the Agile. T- <clears throat> Agile 2017 conference. Um, some of my friends they know that I was I'm pursuing um, life coaching, and they asked one of my really good friend asked me like Pradeepa, what's your thing? And um, at that time, I really couldn't nail down. This is what I am. Uh, this is this is who I am really going to be supporting. This is my niche. I was exploring topics like you know I wanted to support people going through fertility challenges. I wanted to support people going through adoption because we have adopted our son, and I was also um, 
you know, venturing into, uh, I'm supporting professional women, um, especially minority professional women. Um, so these are all the things um, that I was trying to ex um, explore with, uh, with him. But that question like really left me more curious. And I wanted to, actually I did an experiment at the conference where um, the, I was purposefully telling this is what I wanted to do. And um, I was testing myself to see if these are the three areas, which is really getting myself excited. And clearly with my experimentation over the five days, uh, you know, whenever I talked about, you know, I wanted to support people, especially women going through fertility challenges. That's when my my heart was pounding, my, my body was so excited and I got, you know, I was so in tuned with that. Then and there, I knew it. This is my niche, and that's when I decided, Ryan, that I wanted to become a uh, that my niche is going to be fertility coaching. So, does this mean that you're you're leaving the agile space? You're no longer going to do, um, you know, coaching, scrum master work, things like that, or is this just another avenue that you're adding to your your offerings? Right now, I'm looking at it as an uh, another avenue that I'm um, adding to my offerings. That's how I'm I'm right now starting. I am not leaving the Agile community anytime sooner. This is a community uh, that I've been grateful for. I've been blessed with, and um, you know, I have really, really awesome experience. I, I just don't want to leave this community yet. Um, this community has given a lot to me and uh, it's mutual. I have given a lot to this community and I do want to serve this community for, you know, a few more years down the road. Um, and after that, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's there, but uh, right now my heart is set in both, but especially with professional coaching, I wanted to concentrate on helping people with fertility, fertility challenges. Well, I'm sure there is just a collective sigh of relief as you uh, clarified that you're not leaving the <laughs> Agile space. So that's wonderful. Um, what I'm curious about, what are some of the parallels that you're finding as you're, I'm sure you're coaching women through fertility issues. Um, and as you're doing that, are you finding it similar to some of the coaching that you've done as you've coached organizations through transformation? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of parallels that I'm, I'm able to see. And one of the main thing is um, creating a safe space for people to open up. It's all about, you know, like creating that safe space for people to be courageous and be willing to show up in the most vulnerable position where they are really truthful uh, to where they are. And that is something that I have seen, um, you know, as a coach, being able to create that space for people. That is one big parallel that I'm, I'm able to draw right now between these two. And apart from that, um, at least, you know, like fertility coaching, it doesn't mean that I'm, um, you know, I have like ton of people that I'm working with right now. So uh, that is, it is a business. It's pretty interesting for me to have never been an entrepreneur before. I never um, had a business before. This is all so new to me. So yes, I'm so passionate about helping people. But on the other hand, 50% of my time, I'm trying to find out like, where do I where do I go and find these people? How do I find these people? And um, how can I spread the word? So I'm doing a lot of different experimentations to see which one is working uh, which one is not, and really, really quickly learning from those experimentations and dropping certain things and adding on new things. So a lot of inspection and adaptation uh, going on. So when you do start working with people who are going through this, when you're going, when they're going through this process, because I, 
for a lot of the listeners out there, they probably don't realize that uh, this fertility coaching, it's a real thing because it is just such a, it's a, it's a complicated process. It's, it's very emotional. It's something that, that, that my wife and I went through a number of years ago to get uh, our children. Um, and, and, and there's just a lot of complexity there. And so I would imagine, you know, since, you know, when we we're both scrum practitioners and our job is to to bring complex uh, problems uh, back into the complicated uh, area and help uh, companies solve them you know what are the things that you do as as a life coach or a fertility coach to take the complexity and bring it back into something that people can understand yeah absolutely that's a really wonderful question um <clears throat> So it's it is a tough challenge, right? It's such a it's um, this is something people are not uh, you know willing to talk about. It's people are not so much, at least in my opinion, very much open about it. Nowadays, few people are, but it is still a lot of people are struggling in silence. So me personally, having that experience firsthand, and you know, I have had three miscarriages, you know, three failed IUI treatments and eight back-to-back failed IVF treatments. So that, that kind of put me into, you know, I fell into the deepest of the deep. Uh, having that that experience, I can really um, connect with the other person and tell them like, hey, I understand. I, you know, it's our journeys are not the same, but I feel I, I have been there. So that itself, that conversation itself is the first time to get the, um, you know, to for them to feel safe, safe enough to talk to me. And of course, you know, I'm their coach. I'm not their doctor. So I'm not I'm not there to um, give them like try this treatment or try that treatment. Professional coaching is all about really helping them take control and ownership of their lives it's all about like really helping them understand what their true emotional feelings are and what's there right now and really help them understand um, what that emotional being is and help them with clarity. Because one thing, just speaking from my personal experience, one thing that I personally struggled through was not having clarity when I was going through this, when I was going through my journey, it was just process after process, treatment after treatment. I was just going with the flow. And um, that that made me uh, do a lot of bad choices with, you know, relationships, how I was showing up, how I'm dealing with certain things, especially when other people around me are getting pregnant or baby showers or birthday parties and things like that. So I just didn't know how to react to all those things. So having somebody like me who has gone through this and who have really come out on the other side, help them really create a safe space and really explore what's there. And it's all about moving towards a goal, moving them and help them move forward. Whatever that forward may look like, it can be different for different people, but that's what it is all about. So your question about how do we move them, it's First of all, understanding it and really naming the emotion and helping explore that emotion, that itself is a quick, that, that itself a big step towards moving them from the complex state, complex state to a complicated state. And then really express towards where are we going next? What's the what's the big goal look like? What's our moving forward look like? And taking small step towards that bigger goal. 
that itself is the next step towards moving from, again, the complex to the complicated state. So that's how I kind of draw these parallels. Yeah, I also, I remember going through this process and, uh, or my wife was going through it more than I was, but I was along for the ride. And um, what also helped us, and I actually, I remember trying to frame a lot of this struggle uh, in a scrum context because of the agile training is what I knew. Yeah. But um, one of the things that helped us too was deciding what done could mean. Yeah. You know, because yes. I, I find that um, it's easy to, in your mind, you want that. So Pradeepa used a uh, uh, an acronym, IVF, that's in vitro fertilization. And uh, it's a very difficult process. And it's one that, um, like my wife went through a lot of chemicals and shots and it's hormonal changes, it's emotional changes. And there's only only so many times that one can go through that before it's just uh, too much. And so trying to decide what done could look like, uh, what what goals and alternatives could look like, and having that larger, I guess, map of the process uh, kind of helped us see where we were, uh, how we were progressing. And, and I think making a lot of that stuff just really visible uh, was helpful as well. Have you seen some of those those things too? Yeah, um, for us, again, you know, like that's that's a good way to look at it. Uh, when I was, especially from my experience, when I was going through this, Again, it was it was a very gruesome, really grueling process, especially for the women, um, because of you know all the things that you just explained. A lot of shots, a lot of medications. You need to be very, very disciplined um, on this. And it's when the big day comes, you know, it's it's too much nervousness and too much stress towards, you know, like, uh, am I going to be passing this time or it's going to be a miserable fail this time? Um, and I have fa I have uh, failed eight times. So it was, you know, my my experiences was really, you know, wow, like it's so grueling. And my challenge was, Ryan, um, I didn't know what my done was. I did not have a definition of done, uh, what this means. Like, what is my, what's my, what's my end goal? Where am I moving forward with, right? I use the word moving forward, but we can definitely equate that to what is done means for us. Or at least what is, the, what's the next step for us? I did not know that I was just going through motions. It was just one process after another process. It's it's my doctors making decision. It's my, uh, you know, it's not my, my family, but it's mostly the doctors making decision. And I had very little say in it. I, I could have said it, but it's my desperation. Like, may, may I just need to trust my doctor. And I failed to listen to my own emotional self at that time. Uh, you know, I went to some support groups, which didn't help me so much. And, you know, I have even seen, a, um, you know, seen some um, counselors and that my attitude towards that is you have no idea what I'm going through. Um, so that was my attitude towards that, um, that engagement. So not having a clear understanding of where am I going with this? What's my moving forward strategy is uh, until and unless after our eighth treatment, we decided, like I, I decided this is, um, I don't think my body can handle this anymore. We have to stop this and uh, let's try the, try the adoption route. And that's where we ended up uh, moving towards adoption. But still, even after that, I, 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 it took almost like more than two years for me to come out of that process. Even talking about it today is a little emotional for me, just because I didn't know what my doneness. I didn't know where I'm moving forward with this. Excuse yeah. me. Are you all right? Yeah, I am. 
I yeah, it's kind of stirring up things on my side as well. We um we now have a, a seven year old boy, a five year old boy, and a nineteen month old girl. And our seven year old was uh from our first attempted in vitro. But prior to that, we lost a number of pregnancies. And you're right. You sit there and you kind of suffer as a couple in silence because your family doesn't understand. Yes. Um, the doctors are just pushing more and more things. And they're, the doctors did beautiful work. I mean, right. they're really trying to, to get the outcome you want. But they're almost treating you like a lab rat as well with all of the poking, the prodding, the testing. And it just it's, an, it's a massive strain on a relationship. Right. And right. so trying to bring the complex back to complicated, trying to be, what I found too is trying to just be very aware of the emotions. Yeah. Um, just realizing that I'm angry right now and I have no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the situation and, and realizing too that, you know, my wife is going to be upset and emotional and there's a lot of drugs and hormones and things going on. And I mean, it, it is really just, a, it's a pressure cooker situation. I think it's one of the ultimate tests for a marriage. Um, and Absolutely. This- yep, I completely agree. Um, it was very hard for me to connect with my husband at that time, and he felt the same too. Um, and not all, you know, like men are, you know, like emotional human beings, uh, and that that's just how we are wired. So it's really, um, it's really difficult for us to communicate emotionally and having a common, like a, a good understanding on what, what we are going through. And, you know, along with angry, I also felt desperate, lonely, ashamed, jealous, inadequate, confused, all those emotions. It's just not, not, it was not in a good state. Yeah, I can only empathize and and just kind of think back on our stuff too. And I what I think is awesome about the work that you're you're transitioning into is that you have found a way to use your your agile superpowers for good. Right? So a lot of us we we go out and we do training courses, we do workshops, we work with companies to try to make them agile. And I think that's all great work and I think it's work that we can all be proud of at the end of the day. But I think what's cool about what you're doing is you can actually help these couples reconnect. Um, you can help women feel more empowered during the process yeah. uh, because they really lose a lot of choice, right? Yeah. It's if you don't do this, you'll never you'll never have a child. Is some of the language that happens sometimes, and and that desperation takes hold. And um, I think just the fact that you're empowering people to be aware of themselves, to be aware of their options, uh, and to try to bring clarity to their situations and help them come up with that plan. I think it's just taking a lot of the things we've learned from the community and applying it to real lives. And I really think that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. To Just to summarize, um, I really coach women going through, not necessarily coach, I'm, I also have male clients as well. I coach people going through these challenges to take control and ownership of their lives, to really keep the energy moving forward because that is something that we really lack um, during this gruesome process. And of course, um, and the most important thing for me is, you know, having that emotional clarity um, and really move towards whatever that goal is very quickly with the help of a professional coach. So can you help with the, the idea of professional coaching? So I know that a lot of the listeners out there, I mean, everyone's called an agile coach these days, right? I mean, we're all... If you took a two-day scrum class, you put Agile Coach on your LinkedIn profile and suddenly you get a gig. But to be less cynical, (laughs) I guess, um, or to be cynical, I guess, but when it comes to professional coaching, this is actually a career track. This is a profession. 
Can you talk a little bit about what it takes to actually go through and become a professional coach? Yeah. Um, so I chose the path of, um, you know, uh, enrolling myself with Co uh, Coaches Training Institute. And the model that I've learned with um, Coaches Training Institute, which is also called a CTI short form, um, I've gone through their whole program and I'm actually finishing up their certification program as we are speaking in one week. Uh, it's almost coming to an end. So they are teaching, um, it's it's not just, you know, our agile coaching skills, but the professional coaching skills as to, you know, listening is a key thing. Um, you know, you're using your intuition, you know, how do you, <clears throat> how do you drive uh, or how do you help your clients move towards their goal? Um, you know, how are you, um, how are you embodying what they're feeling and, you know, how can you create a safe space with that person? Um, so it's all those things where you are really in tuned uh, with your client and use your skills for the betterment of the others. And the other key thing with professional coaching is you're not there to give them answers. You're using powerful questions to really help your clients think through their answers and um, think through and come up with their own answers. So there are four main um, cornerstones that um, this coactive model really embodies. The first one being people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. That itself says that unless they have a medical condition, I consider anybody that I'm coaching professionally, they are a natural person. They are a whole person. They can, you know, find their own answer and they have all the creativity in their world. I completely trust them to dig deeper into themselves to find these answers. So, so that's the stance that I take when I typically, um, you know, typically reach out, uh, typically talk to my clients. And the other one, <clears throat> the other, um, the other cornerstone is evoking transformation. This is where, you know, it like really helps them really help um, understanding where they are, um, you know, what's, what are they honoring? What are they not honoring? Um, you know, what their emotional level is and where are they um, and giving them clarity. Like when I say giving them clarity by asking these questions, they find clarity in themselves and thus by they wanted to change or they have this like aha light bulb moment. And that's what evoking transformation is all about. And I never go with an agenda. It's always what my client wants to talk about. Um, so whatever their agenda is, which is going to be towards the bigger goal. And I typically dance in the moment. That's one of the other cornerstones. So how do I go about, um, you know, um, helping them with where they are going and where they wanted to go and really, um, really acknowledging them and really trusting them that this is where they wanted to go in our conversation um, and really helping them guide with guide that through, again, powerful questioning. I keep saying that because that's one of the one of the key tools for being a professional coach. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so difficult, right? Because we're supposed to show up uh, with no agenda. Yes. And, and we're revealing things. We're not solving them. Yes. And, and how hard is it for people like us to sit back and not solve a problem? <laughs> yes. So it, it, it does take a definite, it, it definitely, um, it is definitely a different stance that, um, that I need to take, um, when I'm, you know, when I'm coaching my clients, especially from professional coaching standpoint. And the more I do it, the more it's becoming easier. <laughs> 
Yeah. So do you have any tips and tricks for people who, um, for people like me who needs to really just say less and, uh, listen more? Is there anything, do you have like a golf thought in your head? You know, sometimes people, sometimes when I'm golfing, I'll think, all right, keep your left foot down. Or do you have a a thought that runs through your head as you're doing this to to just listen more and, and speak less, I guess? Yeah, one of the things that, you know, like doesn't matter just because, you know, when I'm especially um, coaching people going through these challenges, uh, um, many times, you know, if, they, if they're t- saying something that my, that can trigger something on me that like, man, um, I've, I've had this happen too, right? This is this has happened to me or, you know, I felt this way as well. Um, the, immediately, the one of the trick that I'm, I'm practicing myself and I've become kind of good at it is show giving a reminder to myself internally like hey this is not about you this is about this person who is sitting in front of you and talking so having that you know reminder like internal reminder really helps me get my focus back to that because that's when you know i move from when i'm when i'm in focus and i'm able to be with them i'm able to dance with them i'm able to really help them um with with whatever they are talking about, you know, giving um, asking powerful questions, all those things can happen. Um, so really, um, the 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 tip that I wanted to offer you is when you when you see yourself slipping or when you see yourself a really dire need of like this has happened to me or I wanted to solution this or I wanted to give you this solution, like think about that person um, sitting opposite to you is a creative person. It's an uh, he or she is an intelligent person. They are resourceful and whole. So keeping that in in back of your mind really helps. Okay, I don't have to give them the um, answer. I just can answer the question so they can find their own answer. And reminding yourself, this is not about you. It's about them. Um, That also really helps. So as far as taking that stance, and and I think those are all great tips and, and things like that. What else is involved? I know I know that in some curriculums, uh, I think there's some shadowing, pairing, uh, mentoring that has to take place before you're able to call yourself a professional coach as well. Did you go through anything like that? Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is. Um, I'm actually so apart from taking the classes, which are like uh, five classes um, in five months, I have to do that. Apart from that, you know, in my, in my actual certification program, um, I have to prove that I have coached for 100 hours, paid hours. That means I need to have paying clients. So that itself shows that, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually practicing what I'm learning. Apart from that, CTI's program, which is which I really, uh, which I'm really enjoying, you get the opportunity every um, week to come together. They they put people in smaller pods with nine people most, and you come together and you actually take um, take a principle or take a technique and really dig deeper into that for an hour and a half every week, and every other week. You actually practice with the three three people triads, where you know one person get to be the coach, one person get to be the client, and the other person get to be the observer. And you know you rotate roles round robin fashion, and you know you get to practice coaching, and somebody will be giving you feedback. So that is also very very valuable because now you get to uh, practice more with other professional coaches who are going through this. Alongside my favorite is. 
Now, because of this, I get to work with a coach. You know, I have a coach that I'm working with. So my coach, Erin Wright, um, so she helps me with, um, you know, wherever I am, um, wherever I wanted improvement on, or sometimes she coaches me in wherever I'm struggling with my certification or in life otherwise. So you're getting coaching constantly while you're in the program. Also, um, you know, there are one-on-one individual supervisions I typically get from CTI coaches, master coaches. Um, it's six, six um, in six months. So I get to hear from two different people and I have to submit my a coaching recording to them every time. And we both listen to it and they will give me feedback. So that's the best way to learn. The reason why I'm doing the certification program is not just to get the certificate per se, but just to deepen my experience and deepen my learning and really going after the mastery. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's a great way through experience, right? It's not just sit here and watch a hundred slides and you know show up for a class and get and get a certif- certification. It's actually experiential, and Absolutely. it's actually with with a ton of feedback, which is what I really really like about these kind of programs and what has me interested in, in them as well. That. Not only do you learn the theory, but you do, but you practice it, and you also have people that you're working with who are actually watching you practice and providing feedback, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's where you get the most of your learning because many times I always um, send where I felt like, man, this is not this is not a good coaching call. Uh, at least I didn't feel great because I wanted to learn from my crappiest call because that's where the most learning occurs. I am not, I'm not trying to show off to my individual supervisor. Hey, look, here are all the cool things I can do. I want to show, I, I want to show like, this is where I felt I was challenged. Help me where, why I'm challenged here. So that was pretty revealing for me. So what, so I'd imagine when you go through a process like this, there's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of learning. You know, what is the thing that you've learned the most about yourself as you've gone through uh, this process of professional coaching and then made this transition into uh, fertility coaching? Yeah, um, in professional coaching, there is <clears throat> there is an aspect of finding your life purpose, at least with with this model. Um, and um, like really, so finding your life purpose, you know, like when somebody asks, asked me like two, two, three years ago, like, what's your life purpose? I would not have been able to give a really good answer. Um, I would have kind of, you know, wanted to help people are very generically, right? Very, very generic. Um, but this one like really helped me hone in on why am I here? Why am I here in this world? What am I set to do? Um just really introspecting on that, really um, thinking about what is it I really wanted to do in this world. And that's, that's, that was my, you know, aha moment where I was able to find my purpose um, as to, okay, this, these are the people that I really wanted to help because I have been there and there is not much help available for these people. And I'm, my 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 bigger goal right my bigger purpose my bigger goal is i wanted to serve people worldwide not just within the states or wherever i wanted to serve people worldwide and that's my bigger goal here and just even talking to you through this podcast my intention is to create awareness for all the other all the people who are struggling in silence today like hey there is somebody who is available who can help you with this and that's my main motivation 
Well, Pradeepa, I think it's awesome how you've taken your, your agile uh, training and your skill set and you've brought it over into a professional coaching space and, and furthered and, and deepened those skills. And now you're going to coach these families going through uh, the, this really difficult process of, of uh, fertility. I think it's awesome. I hope that, because um, I, I know my wife and I went through this. It was we did it. A lot of it was alone. We definitely had family support, but like you said, there just there was that gap in the understanding, and so a lot of the time we were on our own, and and fortunately we got through it and uh, ended up with three great kids after eleven failed pregnancies, and so that's rough. And I know that uh, having someone who we could have talked to uh, would have been wildly valuable. Like that actually probably would have taken a lot of stress out of it. For the people out there who might be going through this now and, and have heard this and have thought, yeah, it would be interesting to have a coach to help us with this. How can people get a hold of you? Do you have a website where people can learn more? Uh, just yep. how, how can people reach out and continue this conversation with you? Absolutely. Um, so I do have a website. It's um, www.lives-transformed, T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M-E-D, lives-transformed.com. And you can also reach out to me, Pradeepa. It's P's and Peter, R-A-D-E-E-P-A, at lives-transformed.com. And um, my phone number, I mean, I'm always uh, 952-693-8839. That's my cell number. It's a U.S. number, though. Um, so uh, these are all these different mediums you can reach out to me. And um, I'll be more than happy to work with you, and I'll be more than happy to chat with you. Now, some of these people, if um, you know, you're, you're a very thoughtful and insightful coach, if they have some Agile questions, can they still get a hold of you, too? Absolutely. All right. I'm always, I mean, I'm, I'm an agile coach first. I mean, that's, that's where my beginning was. So absolutely. So I'll go ahead and I'll get notes or I'll get links in the show notes to Pradeepa's site, her Twitter handle. Um, I may put her phone number in it. I may not. That might lead to some, some weird effects. We'll, we'll see. But um, uh, we'll get all of that in the show notes so that people can reach out and continue that conversation. And if you are in a situation where you are, um, going through some of the things that we've talked about today, uh, highly recommend that people uh, reach out and talk to Pradeepa. It's uh, having someone to talk to while you're going through that process can be, uh, I think it can make a, a huge difference. So I hope people take that opportunity if they're in that situation. Uh, Pradeepa, thank you for, for joining me today. It's really awesome to hear how you've taken uh taking your skills to the next level to try to just change the world and, and help people improve their lives. And I think it's very inspirational for a lot of us that uh, for us to think about what we're doing, what's our purpose and how do we truly make a difference in the world. So thank you for that. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity today, Ryan. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for listening to agile for humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com.